Why am I here? Yeah, why are we here? Is there an echo in here? Is there an echo in here? The MTV Movie Awards are a systemic anomaly inherent to the programming of the Matrix. Although the transport process has altered your consciousness, you irrevocably remain human. Ergo, concordantly, vis-a-vis. You know what? I have no idea what the hell I'm saying. I just thought it would make me sound cool. You haven't answered my question. I'm feeling a little vulnerable right now, so you just need to chill out. Hmm? Can you do that? I'd appreciate that. Thank you. This is Enter VR, the podcast on all things virtual reality. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm speaking with Christopher Valori, aka the Architect from VR Chat. Architect, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Oh yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, I was really happy to meet you. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago in VR Chat, where we were just you know checking out a couple of my places, and uh, so it's just a, you know I was honored that you wanted to have me on the podcast. So I'm glad to be here. I'm, I, the honor is all mine. Uh, Chris Matson, Deep Rifter, uh, mentioned he was he was he actually was the one who um, who brought uh, my attention to you. He he put me on your uh, he put you on my radar. Right. Um, he uh, he's like he's like he sent me a, a Twitter message. Hey man, you gotta check this dude out. He's freaking amazing. <laughs> he's he's doing these things that no one could ever like. It. I was like, okay, all right. I I I'm hyped. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. What, yeah, what Chris is-, is good for that. He's he's uh he's been an evangelist of mine for a while. I really greatly appreciate everything he's done for me, just as being you know an encouraging force. And um, you know, ever since I met him a couple of years ago, um when he saw like my very first worlds in VR chat before it started blowing up. Um, he's just been an 
excellent dude. So yeah. really, you know, very appreciative. Yeah, every time I see him, I just want to hug the guy in virtual reality. I just want to give him a so hug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to fanboy about Chris for a little while. Just for a little bit. <laughs> just for a little bit. Um, but Architect, let's, 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 let's go, come back to you. I want to know sure. about Club Transcendia. I want to know about your journey. Um, I, and and first, first off, let's, let's, let's let the listeners know, you know what, sort of, what sort of things you're up to these days. Yeah, so um, it's been, honestly, it's been such an incredible journey for me. You know, sometimes it's difficult to think of where to start um, in just such a short amount of time. So much has happened for me. Um, but so I guess, you know, we can start with Club Transcendia. Um, I noticed that uh, VRChat was starting to get popular around, I think it was like late December and then into January, you know, it went from around, I think, 300 concurrent to I think the peak at some point in either December or early January was 20,000 people. And, you know, for someone who had been a part of VRChat not as long as perhaps Chris, uh, Deep Rifter, or, you know, Gunter, you know, another friend of mine, but uh, I had joined in um, March 2016, like March or April. And so to see it go from, oh, just a couple of people get together every Sunday to hang out to, wow, there's 20,000 people online, <laughs> you know, is a trip. So um, I, I wanted to take advantage of the new growth, and I thought, hey, you know, people seem to like going to bars and clubs, I'm noticing, so why, why not make one in my kind of unique style, which is sort of like this transcendent, you know... Um, like cyberdelic sort of thing where you're just going in, you're just having a nice time. There's cool visuals. It's sort of like a chill vibe. I had my best friend did some music. We're working on some more music uh, to be released soon there. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey for me. And, um, you know, I'm really just overwhelmed by the response. So it's just, I don't know. I like, I'm sure ever since you've started getting into VR, you know, um, your life, I'm sure, has changed like it has mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, big time. Big, big time. I mean, honestly, it's, it's hard for me to imagine where I'd be if it weren't for VR when 2013. That's when it that's when the bug hit me, like when it really right. hit me. But um, right. but what attracted you? So so what attracted you to VR chat in the first place? Because I'm sure oh, yeah. you know, from a, There's a story perspective, like you're sort of like. There's 12 people in there. Why would I want to go there in the first place? <laughs> Obviously, VRChat is fucking awesome, and it was great in the beginning as well. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. But, but, but you know, just from an outsider's perspective, you would think, you know, what, what's, what's really there for me? You know, so what was going well, through your mind? Well, so it's kind of an interesting story. Um, uh, like, uh, so I was interviewed on Gunter's Universe recently. And I talk a little bit about my history, and I talk a little bit about just what my journey has been, just from, you know, being interested in virtual worlds in general since, you know, as long as I can remember. But how I discovered um, VR Chat was through Gunter's Universe. And um, I had been listening to one of Duncan Trussell's podcasts, um, and he was talking about, oh, you know, I was... In, I was on this podcast with this guy. He's in a VR, you know. He's he's in VR. He's in a, a you know a van going across the country. And I was like, oh wow, okay, I have to check this out. So I look it up and I find the episode that he was on um, with uh, I think it was Zach Leary, 
and um, I think Adam J was on. So there were a couple of people on this episode that um, were being interviewed by Gunter, and this was my first time seeing anything from inside VR chat at all. And so when I saw this video on Gunter's YouTube channel, I said, wow, what is this? I see all these people in the audience. They're all wearing really unique avatars. They're having these great conversations. You know, I check out the rest of the videos on his channel, and he just has so many episodes of his podcast. I just started watching a whole bunch of them, and I was like, oh, you know, man, I got to go find out what the hell this is because <laughs> I've been obsessed with virtual worlds since, I don't know, I was 12 so and i'm 26 now so it's uh it's it's honestly been just incredible but um so uh after after uh going to gunter's website where he had a link to vr chat i went there and i downloaded it because anything that you can you know be creative in in any sense i want to be a part of it's always just been like a real hallmark in my life it's just trying to find something i can be creative in in a way that works for me like if i can find some way to you know wrap my you know weird brain around it to get to work i love it Hmm. so yeah i mean it was just it was honestly gunner's universe that got me into vr chat because i was like wow this is a a really interesting idea and um then what kept me was just like the the warmth of the community like being there i was welcomed in very you know just so warmly by gunter and you know a lot of the other people um i had also met uh chris deep rifter um shortly after i had joined and just like the uh the warm nature of the community um especially the um weekly sunday meetups which i became a, a regular um attendee of um really just kept me there nice and and so going back to a word that you said earlier uh you said you used the word cyberdelic uh, mm. i want to learn more about that word because i don't think i've heard it a lot in, in fact i don't think i've heard it much at all actually and I yeah think, um and I, yeah it just caught my attention i want to know more about that word yeah, so honestly, I just learned about it myself, and uh, I think it's actually a really good, um, a really, a really, uh, just a, a good word to start using for these kinds of psychedelic experiences, but ones that you're not taking any substances to experience. Um, if you excuse me, I'm gonna look up, uh, see if there's actually like a, a definition on Google because I don't know like a definition off the top of my head. It's something like. Um, yeah, so it says cyberdelic is a term used to refer to either immersion in cyberspace as a psychedelic experience or uh, the, f- the fusion of cyberculture and psychedelic subculture. And so it's sort of like a new word where it's, you know, psychedelia, but inside of like the virtual realm. Wow. And. You know, so I just heard it, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, wow, this really kind of suits my work perfectly, you know. Um, it really does. It really, really does. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Nice. It's been interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so let me ask you about <clears throat> what's your overall vision for uh, Club Transcendia? You know, what what are your goals and what does your sort of grand, grand master plan look like, Architect? Well, so originally, you know, I just wanted to make cool things. You know, when I started out in, um, I think it was 2016, you know, coming from Second Life that has its own creative potential, which is why I was there for about 12 years, if we're counting, you know, from when I started to today. But um, 
when I first started, uh, you know, getting into Unity, I was like, hey, you know, I wanna, I just want to see what I can do. So I poured it over a lot of my work and the like the the boundless nature of Unity and VRChat is really what kept me. And so for uh, Club Transcendia, when I started working on that um, a couple of months ago, uh, I just wanted it to be a really nice hangout spot, and I wanted to build a community of people that were just you know friendly and loving and you know like there's no judgment like you can come and hang out we're just gonna chill we're just gonna have a nice time um you know there's no pressure you know there's not not the same kind of feeling that maybe going to a bar or like a rave club would be which is great i love going there i love going to the bars i love going to the more dance oriented bars in um vr chat like you know void club and places like that um but um for me, I, I just I wanted to make something that was really um, sort of like a relaxing experience because people have always told me, hey, you know, the stuff that you make, it's it's relaxing. It has kind of this calming influence, and so um, I've been I've been extremely fortunate and incredibly touched. Like my life has been changed by the people I've met in VR Chat for the better. Um, to have been able to build a community at this point where you know uh, my Discord. That I just started, honestly, on a whim. I was like, hey, you know what? If people like the things that I do, maybe they'll come and hang out with me in my Discord. And, you know, two months later, we're sitting at over 300 members. <laughs> and I've got, um, you know, people on my Patreon now, um, about like 19 people um, supporting me on my Patreon. And uh, it's just been... It's been life-changing. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to foster a community of people that just love each other and, you know, are there for each other. And it's just a positive experience, just positive vibes. Yeah, pardon the, the pun, but there's no blueprint for what you're doing, you know, for community yeah. building in VR um, and, and the way you're going about it. I just don't know that there's really like a, a roadmap for how to do it right. And so... How do you know whether you're making a right decision or a wrong decision? Are you just trying things out, or do you have like a a strategy going on? So, I mean, yeah, that's that's an interesting question because I just kind of go with the feeling. Like, you know, if I do something, I'm like, this feels right. Then I go ahead with it. You know, if I feel like, oh, if I do this, this is going to be good. Like, if I have like a gut feeling, then I go ahead. But generally, um. I don't really have a plan. Like I have things that I'd like to accomplish, but you know, um, it, it's just basically me trying to go with the flow, see what people like, make more of what people like, um, offer interesting experiences. Um, I host two events in VR chat right now that are on the official calendar. Um, one is called Psychedelia Express where I take people through my now over 30 worlds, <laughs> uh, which I, I started referring to as the psychedelic metaverse. Um, and so uh, just taking people through there has just been an excellent experience. Um, I've, I've fostered a very supportive community that I'm extremely proud of. You know, the last two weeks, uh, three weeks or so of the um, Psychedelia Express event have been excellent. A whole bunch of people pile into the to the club at the landing area, 
And, you know, we wait about 15 minutes to see, you know, whoever's going to drop in. And then we just start exploring. You know, I show off new worlds. I show off old ones for people who haven't seen them before. And it's just a whole lot of people that like trippy things. Maybe they like Vaporwave. Maybe they like Synthwave. I'm a big fan of, like, 80s retrofuturism and Vaporwave. And so I'm trying to make more things like that. And it just seems like the, the psychedelic community so far is just very loving like um there's just a lot of people really interested in getting to know each other and just you know um i feel like i've kind of been fortunate to build you know a family out of these people um so it's it's been incredible um but so aside from that event the other event that i run is also um uh in club transcendia it's called club transcendia live and that's uh um that's uh, like a live music event where um, you uh, just drop by Fridays at um, 9 p.m. Pacific or 12 Eastern. And um, one of my best friends, uh, his name is Hack Backwards in VRChat. He is just this incredibly talented improvisational piano player. Like, he doesn't play, like, arrangements, but, like, he's so in tune with, like, the keys and he he'll probably blush just to hear me talk him up so much, but just like he's so in tune with the keys, even with the rift on while he's playing, and you know it's just it's an incredible experience. And he plays for a little while. Sometimes I have people come up and they sing, or someone might play guitar, and you know, um, uh, both of my events are around you know the same time they're about like 9 pst or you know midnight est um psychedelic express is on thursday and um uh club transcendia live is on fridays and they can find you by going to the hub in vr chat and then there's a there's a middle there's like a middle room or a main room and then there's, there's a, a portal to club transcendia from there yep yeah, I'm not sure how long that's going to be there. So, um because I know that um uh, things are changing. That. Yeah, they they rotate that occasionally and also things are changing, you know, for VR chat just because they're trying to accommodate to all these people, they're trying to really, you know, get get everything ready. So, I don't know if, you know, that hub is going to be the same forever. So, I mean, people can always find me on Twitter, you know, at Worded Worlds or um if they go on VR chat, they can um, look me up as a lot of information there and you know I just I love having people come by and um, the amount of people that have come up to me and have said you know the, the work that you do is having a positive impact on my life like I mean I want to cry sometimes just because of the, the genuine nature of uh, the, the compliments I've been getting I never expected to get I you know honestly I wasn't looking to you know even be anywhere near i am right now and it just happened and so i I feel incredibly fortunate that's amazing i mean there's so many routes i can take in terms of questions for right now but i think one of them one of the questions that i've been holding on to that i want to ask you is when you when you create a virtual cyberdelic environment you know what thoughts do you want your users to feel you i know you mentioned people tell you that they feel relaxed and and actually i feel relaxed really i I feel like it's it's easier to reach a meditative state in your worlds um Mm. but 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 from your perspective when you get in into it and start you know building and creating like 
do you have a preconceived uh, sort of idea of what feelings you want your 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 users your your fellow travelers of the metaverse to experience? Right. Um, not particularly. You know, I start out with. Um, maybe like a base concept, something simple where I have something I made and I want to see what I can make with that. And then I experiment in Unity and, you know, um, do a, I do a lot of iterations. So I start out with just basically tinkering around and then I find something, like I discover something. So I think something that might be pretty unique to my process is... I don't really go in necessarily with an idea. Sometimes I do. Now that I've been getting more suggestions and people have been inspiring me more, I may go in with something I'm going for. But I also just like to iterate just without an idea in my head using the library of things I've created or I've purchased on the asset store thanks to the help of my patrons. Um, And I just try to discover something that's also new to me. And I'm like, oh, I like this idea. I wasn't expecting this to happen. And that's how I've got some of my best worlds is just messing around, tinkering around. And then I end up discovering some technique that lets me do something really interesting. And then I spend, you know, a couple of days working on that. And, you know, so honestly, when it comes down to it, I just want people to have an awesome time. I just I want people to come by and say, wow, this is so cool. I love being here and I feel good. Like if I can if I can bring people into my worlds and they can leave feeling better, I feel like my job's done. Like I feel um like I've I've fulfilled my purpose, you know, like I I'm really kind of taking a lot of this to heart where because of the amount of people who've come up to me and have thanked me for just the work that I've done, I, I really owe it to them and to myself to uh, take it as far as I can and try to offer the best experience that I can to these people. My next question was about how do you stay motivated, but you already answered it. So thank you for that. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you balance? So then how do you balance, you know, your, um, your art, the thing that comes from within, from within you? Um, how do you balance that versus you know, what the crowd, what the hive mind wants, you know, how do you balance between what giving what the people want versus, you know, putting out something that's genuine coming from you? Mm. Well, so I've been, I've been, I'm going to keep saying this because it's true. I've been extremely fortunate. (laughs) Every time, every time I make something that comes from my heart, it's received well. I have been so fortunate to just Every time I make something, have people come in and say, wow, this is so cool that, you know, um, when people come to me with ideas, because they like what I do, um, I like what they want me to do because they know what I do. I know that's like a very complicated way of saying it, but like because they know my style, they know what to tell me to do to get something that they will also like. So, I mean, anytime I'm working off of suggestions, you know, I make them my own in my own way, but it always ends up coming out really nice, and I'm always really pleased to see people's positive reactions. Do you think you would get a, um, a, a community like this from any other platform, like 
Like if you just put your workout on social media and you just did 2D, 2D environments, 2D paintings and stuff like that, do you think you could still would be able to foster this kind of community or... You know, is there something about VR that makes people want to be more involved because they feel like they're right there next to you? Or, you know, what do you yeah. think? No, I, I, I would agree with that. I think there are plenty of really amazing 2D artists out there that build their own communities. But for me, I think VR is what really woke it up for me because um, just the, the boundless nature of it really lets me get crazy. And uh, really lets me just go as deep as I can possibly fathom, you know, down the rabbit hole. And that, I think, is something that people identify with. And just the, the nature of VR, you know, is, I think, bringing people together and revolutionizing culture. And, um, you know, I had a really interesting experience the other day where um, I was hanging out with one of my friends. And um, she speaks, uh, like, moderately, like, fluent uh, Japanese. So, um like uh i i speak really kind of broken up japanese but she's also finnish so she speaks um you know uh finnish and so i was i was hanging out in this world and me and her were talking in english she was talking to one of her friends in finnish and then she was also talking to other friends in japanese and so it was just this melding of cultures in this way where you know eventually it's just going to get to the point to where everybody is going to know a couple of languages and whatever. Like, I think we're already basically there, but like, it's not quite as widespread as I think it will be. in maybe another 10 or 15 years where almost everybody is either, you know, using like seamless translation or everyone's knowing this many languages, you know, where you choose the one that represents your feeling the most and you know that the person on the other end also knows a certain amount of languages. So I feel like we're getting to this area where culture is just starting to blend and you know um there are still communities you'll notice that oh this is a japanese community or this is a spanish community and they're kind of they're they're kind of almost off on their own corners but they're not like closed off you can still go in but you know i think eventually we're going to start getting to a place where all of these um unique cultures around the world are just going to be blended where um you know it's it's going to be common to know three languages you know or at least be able to translate to a whole bunch of them to talk to people all over the place yeah it's like it's kind of like you know i wonder how the so so i feel like our our generation um i'm 30 i just turned 30 mm. and and i feel like our generation was heavily influenced by the smartphone and we grew up on television and the <laughs> you know lower primitive internet that we had right. Yep. Um, yep. And, and so <laughs> I and, still remember the dial-up tone. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and we and we developed sort of our own form of you know subtle ways of communicating as millennials. But also, the thing about VR that makes me and that brings up an interesting point that you just t- talked about was you know in in households where there's like um, two parents that speak different languages, you know, the, mm. the kid ends up talking Spanglish or Japanese, right? Or, right. You know, yeah. And, and I think that VR chat might just do that to everybody. Yeah. Like, every, yeah. like it's just going to be like we're all going to know we're all going to have like a some a language that mixes all of the languages at, at once, and it's not going to be all English. It's not going to be all Japanese. Not going to be all Spanish, but it's going to have components of all of them. Um, right. 
and it's yeah and it's just fascinating to see that happening now you know i you know i introduced my um my girlfriend's mom to the word waifu the other day uh, <laughs> that's all thanks to vr chat <laughs> that's excellent <laughs> oh i love it <laughs> yeah i, oh, I couldn't have come up I, that word i couldn't have come up with it you know i, I found that word in vr chat in VR chat, yeah, there is a large anime community in VR chat. <laughs> a lot of anime waifus. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of them. Uh, and they, yeah, God bless them. They're great. You know, they're great exactly. dancers too. Anime waifus make up the best club void dancers. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have what are your favorite mem like exp like memories from VR chat? Do you have like a, a or do you have memories that whether they were good or bad, they just left you really like like they left an imprint on you yeah actually la just last week i had one where um it was me and my uh club transcendia family um from my discord um for my psychedelic express event um we just spent you know five hours hanging out with each other going from world to world just making sure we all had a good time like everyone was so loving like it was like a we were all a family like everyone came together we were just you know talking about our lives our you know our days and what it's been like to hang out in vr you know uh, enjoying you know the views in my worlds and you know it was particularly touching for me just because of you know what people say to me when they come up to me and you know um like you know i i get a little emotional just th thinking about it because you know i i never expected that this sort of thing was going to happen like even even when i first joined vr chat when there was you know 20 or 30 people that would get on on sundays you know i was just you know some dude man just some dude that liked to do interesting art and occasionally i would show off a room you know and you know people say oh hey this is a cool place but you know it was it didn't it didn't really become a force of nature <laughs> until vr chat started exploding around december and you know so the positive experiences i think um just they keep coming so it's hard for me to to pick one because you know e each each time i get on vr chat is you know another interesting thing that happens you know it's it's never boring. It's always interesting, um, and it's always, uh, at least as far as my community is concerned, it's always really heartfelt and genuine. And I feel um, incredibly blessed to be at the center of it. Can you um, can you help me define success um, for for the architect and Club Transcendia? Sure. Um, in I mean, in a lot of ways, I, I feel like I've already kind of met it, you know, but I have I have goals, sure, that I'd like to meet. But uh, I'm already I'm already so far beyond anything I was even imagining. Like I wasn't even I, like when I made the the room, the Club Transcendia, I was like, you know, it would be nice if it got popular like the Great Pug or, you know, Void Club or, you know, name any popular destination where you know um and i'm i you know i'm not quite at that level where you know i have people in there all the time like you know 200 300 400 people but there are always people there uh you know e even if it's only like five people and there are um always new people joining my discord so in a lot of ways i feel like I i'm already pretty successful but 
you know, as far as I guess the future is concerned, um, I'd love to just grow my audience. Uh, I'd love to keep fostering um, a loving community. Uh, I'd love for my Patreon to expand so that I can spend a lot more time working on these things. And um, I'd love to be able to hire additional help, um, like so things that I'm not so good at, like programming and certain things like that. Um, you know, I would love to be able to afford to have like an assistant that I'm, if I'm like, hey, I want this functionality, you know, can we you know, find some way to make that work. But, you know, those are sort of my goals where it's like, yeah, just keep, just keep having an awesome community. Just keep trying to foster awesome experiences for people and try to expand as much as I can. It's been in my experience, um, seeing what happened to some uh, subreddits I used to be a part of. Um, They, you know, communities, when they're nice and small and intimate, they are, they look out for each other, and they're really, you know, they, they you find a, a better sense of belonging with them. Um, but as communities grow and they get bigger, and more voices start coming into the fray, and you know, um, there's a possibility. And that doesn't always happen, but there's always the possibility that 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 intimacy, that camaraderie, all that, all the things that made things really awesome in the beginning, you know, sort of go away. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, perhaps ponder if if that could p- perhaps happen to club transcendia like would would it would it get too successful and all of a sudden you know it's not it won't it wouldn't have the same sort of community feel that- so i i know i know that there are some people that kind of feel that way about vr chat where um you know vr chat started out as very small very close-knit you know um it was it was a lot of close people and now um you know a lot of people that are from the original sort of core of vr chat which you know, I, I feel very fortunate to consider myself a part of um a lot of people tend to just hang around you know their own sort of cliques now where you know sometimes they venture out into public events or you know public rooms and i encourage that everybody to just you know go out and find cool people to hang out with which is what i try to do um uh, but uh, I, I think I think as far as Club Transcendia is concerned, um, I'm very I'm very hands on. <laughs> like I'm not, you know, one of those people where I, I always told myself if I ever ended up getting any sort of popularity in anything that I do, I want to be that person that you know you can come up to. I don't want me. I don't want to be the person that you're like, oh, it's this person over here, and oh, I'm so intimidated to go talk to them because they're popular or whatever. I want people to know that hey, this is my community, and I'm there for everybody. So if you want to talk to me, you come talk to me. I want to talk to everybody. You know, I have my hands always working in the community so you know if we get to the point to where it gets so large i already have people that i trust in like just an incredible amount like my friend hack backwards has been just instrumental in um just being a force for good in the community and um a couple of my other friends that uh, i've made uh have just been you know excellent as far as um just making sure that the environment stays supportive, um, you know, that I, I have confidence that we'll be able to keep up the level of love and closeness and interwovenness that even if we grow to, you know, a much larger size, 
people are going to know when they come into the Club Transcendia community that we're all about the love. And, um, you know, I, I take that very seriously. And anyone that I see that's maybe disrupting the peace, uh, you know, I, I like to give people, you know, a second chance. But I'm also, you know, very swift in cutting off people that I think are going to start ruining that. So, um, and I, I have trust in the people that I would be assigning that sort of ability to um, also know the kind of community I want to foster. So, I mean, it's definitely a possibility that things could get a little out of hand, but I have faith that even if it does, it'll be, you know, wrangled back into shape within, you know, short order. I admire and I love your optimism. It's really, it's really refreshing. I like that. Thank you. Um, so I what, try to be. <laughs> good. Uh, we, we should all be. Um, but I want to know, and you don't have to answer this question, but what sorts of psychedelic substances influence your work? Unfortunately, I haven't had any intense psychedelic experiences. Um, I would uh, be interested in experimenting in a safe environment where, you know, I was with someone who I trusted who could walk me through the experience just because I, I would like to have that kind of experience just based on my own research. Um, you know, a lot of people come out of it learning something and they come out a better person and they come out, oh, I discovered this flaw about my personality and it allowed me to kind of get over a problem that I had. You know, uh, there, there are a lot of studies that are starting to come out showing positive benefits of uh, MDMA. Um, I know uh, ayahuasca has a lot of positive benefits. Um, uh, ibogaine for things like uh, like really intense addiction, you know, all of these experiences um, are starting to come to the surface as being positive for people, and um, you know, I, I I'm glad that psychedelics are starting to shift away from being this kind of taboo topic to something that's slowly making its way into the mainstream as a force for good. And as someone who's always been a fan of just that style, just, I mean, based, if you see anything I make, I'm obviously a huge fan of that sort of, you know, mind-bending style. You know, for me to be able to experience something like that would be incredible, but you know, I, I would want to experience it in the right set and setting so that um, I'm coming out of it having learned something. And, you know, I, I'm not there just because, oh, it'll be a fun experience. You know, um, I, I've, I've learned that to use these substances, really, you need to go in with an intention. And I, I would love to have that opportunity, but um, it's unfortunately not available for me at the moment. Yeah, no, it's definitely a shame that we don't have access to these tools um, for for more people to be able to help self enhance and self uh, and, and 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 not even like it shouldn't even be a self enhancing thing. It should be like a like a thing that like a doctor and a medical professional is mm. there with you. And you know you'll and, and there's it and it's it's sanctioned by the proper authorities. Like it should be. Well, yeah, the, I mean the organization Maps is doing a lot of research into that with I believe MDMA, where they're they're starting to work on getting it towards um like uh, legal for like psychedelic use, and they're going through stages of testing and so like that sort of thing. I find really inspiring because 
the amount of people in my own life that I know that have had positive experiences from psychedelic usage is very encouraging for me to eventually want to try it myself to be able to come out with, you know, a positive experience and learn and become a better person for it. Yeah, I've had a friend who has his share of experience of psychedelic experiences and he told me the last time he did it, he sort of had to take a break because he was he was um he was peeking on on mushrooms, on psilocybin mushrooms. And mm-hmm. as he was peeking, he passed the kidney stone. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was wow. it was the most intense, the most insane uh, thing he said he could have imagined at that point. That I can't even imagine what that must be like. <laughs> Holy shit! <Yeah. laughs> that so he had to take a break. Wow, he had to take a quick break from you know just just to you know. <laughs> oh man! Wow. So make sure you drink a lot of water, a lot of water, right. hydrated. Before yeah, you not just coffee. Yeah. Lots of water. Fortunately, I I drink a whole lot of water. So <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something you want to go in with the right set and setting, you know, with, with respect and definitely not take it lightly. Um, but yeah, ah, architect, I, I, man, I have so many other questions to ask you. Um, let's see. Go ahead. How do you, you know, how do you, how do you know whether someone's about to be a troll? How do you like spot that? Like, how do you, you know, do you, do you have like, uh, you know, some sort of obvious. Yeah. 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 Tell me. It's pretty obvious. I mean, like there there are sometimes where I'll, where I'll meet someone and you know, I'm like, are you just playing around? Like, are you actually like a cool person? You're just kind of being silly right now, like because I'm I'm like any other person. Sometimes I like to poke a little fun, you know, especially in my group of friends. You know, we'll you know fuck around with each other and just you know just you know um you know shoot the shit you know you know bust the little balls. You know how it is mm-hmm. between guys. You know um. Uh, just you know even you know just people in general we just like to you know mess around and um but i I think there's a difference you know between intent you know like if you see someone is being silly and like you know that okay they're just talking shit and they're just being funny and they're just kind of having a moment where we're all aha that's funny you know that's different from being a troll and being offensive and trying to like actively disrupt a situation you can pretty easily tell you know when someone's coming in there just to disrupt what's what's going on you know and you know i have such an extensive uh, like experience with that just coming from you know just virtual worlds over you know like over a decade now like i said with second life you know i'm i i know how to spot oh this person's just being a dick so we'll kick them on spot you know and fortunately um vr chat has kind of made that really easy because people that like to troll a lot of times they don't have custom avatars they don't have a custom vr chat account they're using steam only and they're using a popular quote unquote troll avatar so a lot of the time i'll see someone come in wearing an avatar that 99% of the time when i see someone wearing that it's trolling so sometimes i'll just kick them right off the bat just because i mean you know like there's certain things like uh you know um like uh like russian tanks 
for whatever reason, there are people that are wearing Russian tank avatars, and they'll go into rooms and start playing music and just sort of disrupt the whole thing. And so anytime I see one of those tanks, I basically just kick them because I know nine times out of ten, that's a troll. And, you know, worst case scenario, you know, you can always come back in an hour after you get kicked. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like unless you get banned by VR chat when a, when someone kicks you out of their room, it's just for an hour. Oh, okay. But, that sounds uh, like an interesting compromise. Yeah. But, you know, I can just keep kicking people if need be, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that they're working on continually improving their moderator tools, so eventually we'll have a, you know, much larger suite of tools, I'm sure, but for now it, it works. It does what it needs to do. Uh, yeah, so what does the ultimate suite of tools look like for you? Yeah, so for me, I would love to be able to delegate. If if I if I'm in a, if I'm not able to be somewhere in one of my rooms, but I know that people in my community are frequently um, going to my spots anyways, I would love to be able to say, okay, I delegate this person as a moderator of my room, and that way, if I'm busy, I can just message them. I can be like, hey, can you drop into Club Transcendia? I'm you know uh, someone messaged me and saying they're having some issues. Can you just go there and handle it? You know, kick them if you have to, or you know. Um, um, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, if if there was some kind of back end where maybe I could log into the VR chat website, see people in my room, pick someone out of the list and just kick them remotely, that would be primo. That would be really nice because, like I said, I like to be hands on. I want to be doing as much as I possibly can for my community. So if I can always have an eye on what's going on, like if I have a sheet of analytics or like a live reporting of my rooms, oh, that would be so good. And, you know, just have like monitors up constantly, you know, that would be great. But, you know, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, they'll figure out, you know, what's the best thing, you know. So, um, you know, I, I just have nothing but the utmost faith in the VR chat team. And so, um, you know, I'm really, really excited to see what the future is. Awesome. So you mentioned that you got started in virtual world since you were 12. What yeah. got you to, into virtual worlds in the first place? You're a 12 year old, uh, and you're like, you know, what are you, what's going through your mind? What was the thing that like, what was the seed, where, where that seed come from? Um, well, so I've always just kind of had this seed of creativity where anytime I see something that my brain interprets as a place where it, there's infinite possibilities, I want to be there. So when I learned about virtual worlds, when I learned about chat rooms, when I learned about you know places that you could use your imagination, I just got hooked. You know, I would spend you know hours and hours just researching you know virtual worlds when they were really just super new like um you know one of the first ones i had joined the was this this world called active worlds and i that was if not the very first like social virtual experience definitely one of the firsts and that came out in 95 i was only four years old when it came out but I I discovered it, you know, much later in its life. Um, you know, I think around like oh three maybe, oh three or four. Like, you know, I was super young, so yeah. If I was twelve ish, twelve, thirteen ish, that probably was, you know, um yeah, twenty thirteen, twenty thirteen ish, uh twenty fourteen ish. And so I found that 
and uh, not not fourteen, uh, two thousand four, two thousand three, that area. Um, um, so yeah, just to I mean get back to your question, uh, just the the it, potential for creative expansion has always been something that has interested me. You know, I, I and that's what's kept me just you know throughout the years, and it's really kind of culminated in VR chat, you know. Because uh, you know their their choice to go with Unity, I think was a stroke of genius because that means you can just go crazy, and you know I I spend so many so many hours just trying to figure out how can I push the envelope, how can I do something that is really just you know mind expanding, and I love having that power. Awesome. What tips do you have for someone who might be interested in getting involved in creating things for VR chat? YouTube, lots and lots and lots and lots of YouTube, <laughs> lots of tutorials. Look, I mean, YouTube is your friend. You know, just look up Unity. Look up just general Unity tutorials. They're starting to become a lot more VR Chat tutorials as well. So, like, if you search for things like VR Chat Unity tutorials or just like Unity tutorials or VR Chat Avatar, VR Chat World, you know, just like pump in all these rel- you know relative keywords in try to find you know all the really awesome people out there that are making it easier for people to get involved um uh, a couple of my friends started this website called vrcat.club which is sort of like a community run forum for vr chat people so um you know uh, going there there's a lot of people that are sharing things like shaders and you know materials and people willing to make avatars for you like it's sort of like a community run forum for vr chat that's you know unaffiliated with the company but it's just run by like community members and um you know just being in that area i think would be really helpful for people on the more philosophical level do you think that creativity the likes of the likes of yours do you think that it could be something that you can teach or is this or is this something that just has to come from within mm, yeah that's a good question uh on some level i think anyone can learn anything if you have the determination so i i guess in that sense you gotta have the drive you know if if, if you don't have what you know some people might consider natural talent which i don't think you necessarily need you know as long as you have the drive and you're like this is what i want to do and you put the time in you know every day to do a little bit of whatever it is that you want to do you will eventually be able to do something you know so i i think it's it's just it's person dependent you know um if if you have the natural inclination that's great but if you don't and you want to you just have to have the discipline to know i need to keep doing this until i feel like i have a hang on it so you know that sort of thing oh all righty all righty so are you a gamer do you play video games yeah uh i i am uh it's been a while for me because i've just been so like head buried deep in the creative landscape that i kind of find it difficult to focus on games right now because my mind is always going at a hundred million miles you know an hour and i'm like what's the next thing i'm gonna do what's the next world i'm gonna do i mean that's why i have almost 35 rooms now just because i can't stop creating when i stop I get the itch. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make something. So, <laughs> like, you know, that I, 
I don't know. I, I I've kind of slotted into this area in my head where I just I always want to be creating. I always want to just keep doing that. So it's it's been a little difficult for me to get into games recently, but I, I do occasionally try to. <laughs> what games did you? Uh, what are your favorite games of all time? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I love RPGs. Like, I've always loved, like, really choice-driven RPGs. So things like Mass Effect, uh, mm-hmm. things like um, Dragon Age. Uh, I was a fan of things like Diablo II, um, StarCraft, uh, Civilization. I love Civilization. Um, you know, just uh, fighting games. Like, um, I, I'm so incredibly hyped for Soul Calibur 6 coming to the PC. Oh my god, I love Soul Calibur so much. <laughs> and it's finally coming to PC. So, like, I'm just, I'm super psyched for that. But, you know, um, just stuff like that I love, you know. Soul Calibur, that's a really good game. I remember playing 2 and 3 on the GameCube and I think the PS2. Mm, yeah, same, same, yeah. Yeah, good games. The, the one oh, that the so GameCube good. came with, um, I remember I remember the only reason why I got it was because I was a Link fanboy. Yeah, you got to be Link. Yeah, yeah, it came with Link, and then the Xbox version came with Spawn, I think. Spawn, the, yeah, I think it was Spawn, yeah. And, and the PlayStation version had Heihachi, I think. Heihachi, yeah. yeah. But Heihachi so. didn't have a weapon, or did he have a weapon? Um. Well, no, I don't think he had a weapon. I think Heihachi's whole thing is... He's just a badass. He's just so a badass. He can break the soul power of the rules. He doesn't He'll just need a beat your shit like up. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. They actually they actually brought in a soul caliber character to without a weapon. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. No, I I've been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Z Fighters Fighter Z. Uh, oh like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'd like to play that. That looks fun. Dude, it's so good. It's like um I've never I, I've only played like a couple games of Marvel versus Capcom, but this <laughs> is like people keep saying that this is like something very similar to that. It's a super oh, wow, well balanced okay. game. And nice. I've been getting my ass beat in online. Uh, I just, yeah. Constantly uh, lose, lose, lose. I haven't, I probably had like 30 matches and I've won zero so far. Yeah. But I'm still hooked. This is fighting the thing games, about fighting man. games. Exactly. They get difficult. <laughs> they get difficult and you, and they still, and you still want to come back for more. You get beat yeah. up and you're still, you're still there because you're like, oh, I, oh yeah. I know I'm improving, but it's. Yeah. Not. I'm also a huge Mortal Kombat fan. So. Ooh, Mortal Kombat. That, that yeah. one, um, I know the last one, my girlfriend and I would just watch... MKX? Uh, yeah, yeah, YouTube videos of just all the uh, finishing moves. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like, I, that, that, some of that stuff is just like, holy shit, man, you guys are, like, creative to the next level here. Oh, it's so awesome, yeah. I, I remember, I remember um, playing on the PS2... Uh, get having the, like the network adapter for the PS2, plugging your Ethernet into it, and going online with Mortal Kombat Deception. So, like, uh, I I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> did you ever play competitively, or did you ever like not not competitively? It was always for fun. It was always just like, oh, you know, this is fun. You know, I, I get my ass whooped a lot, but you know, after spending so much time, you know, you. You find things that work for you. So, you know, for a while there, I was just having fun and, 
you know, uh, uh, yeah, I love that sort of thing. Who was your favorite character back in the day? Sub Zero. I loved Sub Zero. Yeah. yeah um, I also love Frost, uh, Raiden. Big, big Raiden fan. Um, uh, Noob Smoke. I liked who is, um, you know, uh, new, I think, for Deception, a character noob and the character of Smoke. They had it where you were basically playing as both of them, and you could switch out from noob to Smoke, and you you could do combos where you could start as noob and kick like start kicking ass and then put in a combo and you switch out to Smoke, finish the combo as Smoke, and I loved that sort of thing. Like, that was crazy. Nice. I remember um, I I played I, I played a little bit of Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, and um, it was right. Around yeah. Oh, the, I loved the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, and uh, it was really good. It yeah. was it was right around. The, I think it was right around the time of the movies. I think. Um, oh yeah, I love the movies. <laughs> were amazing, dude. I remember yeah. practicing all the finishing moves on my little brothers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was amazing. It was great. You know. Uh, in the video game, not in real life, obviously. I'm not. What kind of monster, <laughs> bro, big brother, do you think I have? Right. No, I did. Obviously, I, I was. Oh, I, I, yeah, I beat them up. It was, it was, it was a thing. Big, big brothers need to prepare little brothers for the real world. You know. Yeah. So, right. Right. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, um, Mortal Kombat, great game. Um, did you have an N64 by any chance growing up? Yes. Yes, I did. What games did you play? I played a lot of Mario 64. Yes. Uh, I played um, a lot of Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I did um, Star Fox. Um, uh, I love Star Fox. I'm so far behind on just the franchise in general now, but I loved the Star Fox game that came out for the GameCube. You know, um, but like, yeah, just for N64 games, yeah, I was mostly into. Like uh, Smash Brothers and um, you know, uh, I play Command and Conquer on the N sixty four. Believe it or not, Command <laughs> Conquer on the N sixty four. Seriously, yeah. I didn't know it came out for that. It, yeah, it did. Yeah, Whoa. it was really. Was it? How does it? How do they work with the controls? It was with the controls. You just you know you had the little cursor. You move the stick around. You press A to you know submit a command. You know, so it, it worked. It worked. It was really interesting. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. I was going back to Star Fox. Star Fox sixty four is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I remember. Oh yeah. My favorite level in that game, um, just as a random tangent, was this one where like. You're flying through space and you're going against the uh, Andros fleet of mech Gundam yeah. chimpanzees. Yeah. Dude, uh, that was my jam, yeah, dude. Incredible. Fighting yeah. off mech chimpanzees in, in oh, yeah. space. Um, oh, yeah. So do barrel. Do barrel. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I, and I wonder if Nintendo is going to. You know, if people keep saying like Star Fox franchise is dead, and I, I really hope it isn't. I hope Nintendo. I hope it isn't. I hope they come out with one for the Switch. Like I don't have a Switch, but I would probably get the Switch for a Star Fox game. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I took a break from VR during uh, last summer um, for a couple months because I was playing so much Zelda. Breath of oh Wild yeah, I want to play that. I haven't had a chance yet. So good! Oh my god! I also I also want to play uh, Super Mario Odyssey. 
Yes, that one I heard is really good as well. Um, yeah, I haven't I tried it yet, good. but because Either. I'm a Zelda fanboy, I've been stuck. I, I've been trying to just be a collect all the all the things in the game before nice. I yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to another one. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked um, I liked Twilight Princess a lot on the Wii. Twilight Princess was good. Twilight Princess is an underrated game, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple of bugs that were like frustrating like i remember there was one level i was trying to beat a boss and i like somehow glitched inside of like one of the scenery things and i lost like two hours of gameplay and that pissed me off but like (laughs) you know um like i i just i loved the mechanics of that game and just you know it was it was really interesting yeah the the, um spoiler alert uh twilight princess and wind waker are in the runner-up for my favorite ganondorf battles Oh, in Wind yeah. Waker, you're fighting at the bottom of the fucking ocean, and yeah. giant like you know, like the the sea opens up, and you're fighting at the bottom of the ocean, and you just and you and you stick them right in the forehead with with your sword. Yeah. That was yeah. epic. But in, yeah, in, in so Twilight sweet. Princess was the one where like you were uh, you're fighting in the middle of Hyrule, the, like the plane, and it's just so dramatic. And Zelda's right there, like throwing. I think she throws the bow at you. I can't remember. I can't remember. I might have gotten confused with Ocarina of Time. Either or, the ba- <laughs> boss battles, the last, the final boss battles, is what makes that game for me. I always look oh, forward yeah. to oh, yeah, Ganondorf at the fun. end. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you, do you so? Besides gaming, um, I'm sure you are also have other hobbies. What else do you do? Yeah. So um, I'm also a writer. Hey. I, I. It's like uh, my my first love is writing. So. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, um, not so much as I've been getting super involved in the VR department, but, um, I, for the last couple of years, I've been building this like uh, sci-fi multiverse where, you know, at some point I would love to be able to do something with it. Like, I don't know, maybe bring it into VR chat somehow. Like I'd love to have some kind of like episodic experience where, you know, every, every month, you know, a new episode comes out and you can go into like this universe I've created and experience sort of like a live action play, but with um, just with like animated characters and do like this whole really immersive episodic anime experience sort of thing. But um, that's a little beyond my means at the moment, but I mean, I have just so much written just for this like multiverse like i spent forever you know figuring out all the mechanics for how universes get born and you know what does it take to make a universe you know uh like all this sort of really kind of intense stuff um that i'd love to um i'd love to do something with that you know Um, it's actually why i call myself the architect is because i have a a race of beings um in this series i've been working on for a while now where um they're like ethereal beings called the architects and in order for them to continue living they have to always be creating because they live off of the novelty of creation so when they make something they because it's new they absorb like the newness energy like the uniqueness of that object having been brought into existence is what sustains them so um an architect that doesn't create doesn't survive it fades away 
And so I, I it's funny because I kind of feel like I've embodied my own characters because now I'm just constantly creating. And when I'm not creating, I feel like I'm not surviving. So in a way, it's kind of gone like full circle for me where I started working on this huge story. And now I've kind of embodied like the, you know, like the deity force from this story. So like it's been just really kind of, you know, trippy for me in that sense, too. <laughs> So if I look at your avatar room in in Club Transcendia, there's um, there you have an avatar room. I remember. And do those beings are they are they the architects? Is that what they look like? Yeah, they're like little minions. Like so, I would consider. So I, I guess I would consider myself like you know the the grand architect, and then I have you know all of my like uh, you know disciples. So <laughs> like a lot of the avatars and um, you know that are in my avatar room are like you know the disciples of of like me, you know, and they're part they're like from my realm sort of thing. And um, I have um, I have a tier on my Patreon for fifteen dollars where if you want a really trippy avatar, I'll do one custom for you. So. Like, um, I have a couple of friends who've backed me on Patreon that, you know, I'm extraordinarily thankful for, who uh, I've made really trippy avatars for. So sometimes all of us would just get, like, in a in a crew, and we're all just wearing trippy avatars, and we'll go out to some place. And it, it's really interesting to see people's responses to a whole crowd of really trippy characters suddenly invading. And, you know, um, we'll just be, like, you know, uh, trying to bring more people over to the avatar room. Like, come, we're going to try transcend transcend with us and you know, drop a portal and try to see how many people we can come to grow the group and then keep going to more places and try to transcend more people and it's just it's it's so funny it's sort of like you know just a, a fun experience wow i feel like man it's it's and it's almost like you guys are are are, are role-playing with the whole come let's go transcend everybody oh yeah i i i Whenever someone asks me a question about, like, my avatar or any of my friends' avatars or something, I, I always try to add more lore to huh. the the backstory, you know? Like, uh, it's funny, you know, like, in... in um, in my in my community uh there are people that i've designated as like my children and you know like they've spawned off from me and some other entity at some point and it's just this whole kind of loose lore it's not written anywhere but it's just kind of a silly thing to bring up every once in a while just for fun so it's 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 pretty cool it's a lot of it's a lot of fun awesome 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 so i want to know um something about so I'm, I'm curious about how you go about managing your Patreon. And if someone asks you with a question like, hey, architect, how do you make it in pay- Patreon? What sort of advice would you give them? So um, it, Patreon is super new for me. Like just within the last month or so, I've reached, you know, I don't know, like 117 a month or something, which just that I never expected I would get a dollar. So mm-hmm. to be to be at where I am now is just mind blowing to be honest. You know, I'm I'm hoping I can keep growing it so that I can just get, you know, um more and more awesome stuff done. But uh for anyone, I, I guess just I recommend be yourself. Um you know what you can offer. So, uh, you know, try to shape your Patreon around things that you know you can offer to people that has some sort of value. You know, you don't have to. Not everybody on Patreon offers things, but um, it helps because people get 
something tangible out of supporting you. But there are there are always going to be those people that, if you're fortunate, just want to support you and they're not expecting anything back. But it does help to know what you can offer, you know, in certain like tiers. Like, you know, um, let me I'll bring mine up just so I can give an example of the kind of support tiers that I have. Um, I have so I have uh, I have a one dollar, a five dollar, ten dollar, and a fifteen dollar tier, and this is it's it's like a monthly subscription thing where you're like, hey, I really like this artist, I want to support them monthly so that they can keep doing this. So you know, for you know, like uh, for like the dollar, I you know I I say something like you know, hey, you know, do you want to show your support? But you can't afford to donate that much. That's no problem. It's the gesture that counts. Even a dollar is appreciated. And what you get for that dollar is a special role in my Discord channel that makes you a part of the Astral Crew, which is sort of like all my all my closest supporters that support me voluntarily, um, they they get kind of a special role and they get their own private channel on my Discord where you know they can talk about you know whatever they want and kind of keep it more low key than in the public channels, you know. Um, and it, one of those things where you know uh, just offer uh, my advice would be offer things that you you know you can do a good job at, you know you can deliver, and um, just make sure it's it's uh, it's always true to yourself. Nice. Thanks for that. Uh, that those words of advice. What do you? What? What's the most difficult thing about being the architect? <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, most difficult thing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been mostly positive for me. <laughs> like at this like at this point, it's been really just mostly positive. Um, I guess trying to trying to um always expand what i'm doing can uh perhaps get a little difficult where i want to do something really interesting but i don't know how to do it yet so i have to see if there's someone who can help me learn or i have to see if i can purchase something that will help me do what i want to do you know um that's a it's another thing that I really love about Unity is that it has a very full asset store. So if you know, um if my patrons they they uh they donate to me, I can use a portion of that money to buy things that will allow me to make cooler experiences for people. So like uh I guess as far as difficulty goes, just you know, always trying to make sure that I'm doing something interesting and you know, um, that's. I, mean, I think that's pretty much it. So, what do people in the real world think about um, when you when you put on the headset and you become the architect? Like the people around you, how, how do they perceive that? Ah, uh, well, no one around me right now really knows what I do. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I guess we'll find out eventually. But yeah, you know, for now, it's just mostly I just do this. You know, it's myself, and you know. Um, most of the people that know what I do are from VR chat or from other circles that I've been involved in. So that I don't, I'm I'm not sure I could actually answer that question at yeah, the moment. No problem, no problem. <laughs> what are your general thoughts on the future of virtual reality? Do you think that this technology is going to, you know, bring us or take us in a positive direction? Or do you think yeah. that there's the potential for um, really negative unforeseen consequences we don't know yet? I think as with anything, there's going to be some sort of consequence 
that we weren't expecting or something happens in a way that we had never thought of just because that's the, that seems to be the way of things. Things don't ever really happen in exactly the way you think they're going to. But I think overall, it's an extremely positive thing. And I think it's just going to serve to bring us together in a way that we've never been able to before. And if we're talking far future, you know, like 20 years you know, I think we're going to be in a, almost an entirely different sort of people, like in such a short amount of time, because as this technology is improving, it's going to do so much more for us than I think we're actually understanding right now. Like we're going to just kind of have sort of almost this like Oasis-like experience from Ready Player One, where it's we're going to get to a point where having AR or VR is just going to be part of everyday life. And I know that's kind of been the trope for however long, like, oh, once VR gets here, it's going to be, everyone's going to use it, and some people are skeptical. But I think we're starting to really see that bloom now, especially with VR chat getting so much recognition now, and so many people's lives have been positively affected by VR chat, including my own that I, it's hard for me to see the future as anything but amazing. Yeah, I just I was reading an article um, just last night about, from I think it's Business Insider, and they were talking about how VR chat, um, pe- more and more, the headline was like, more and more people are coming out saying that VR chat has saved their lives. And, mm-hmm. and I had to read the headline, and it was like, uh, yeah, and I had to read the article, read through it, and it, it talks about how, you know, people struggling with anxiety, depression, loneliness. Are yeah, I, I experienced that myself, so. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what is it about the 21st century, man, that it's, is it, is it just getting so too intense for us? And, and, and we're now finding technological solutions for our, you know, technological problems? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think, uh, you know, we're essentially a, a tribe animal you know where we didn't really evolve to live in you know concrete cities you know we you know we didn't really evolve to live you know a hundred thousand people to a million people all packed into one little area like sardines like our brains didn't evolve for that so there are a lot of byproducts of that where especially you know with like rigid societal structures like oh you, you look down on it if you don't work nine to five what are you you know what are you doing what are you you know contributing to the world and that sort of thing i think just as a byproduct you know um makes a lot of uh stress depression anxiety like you know you feel like oh i have to i have to get up and be another cog in the machine again and you don't feel good because where are you getting your outlet? So, you know, once or twice a week, you have a day off where you can relax and then you got to worry about the next week that's coming up. You know, I think there's just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, you know, downsides, I guess, to where we've kind of arrived at. But I think the technology is finally starting to show up where, um, if you have the drive, you can break out of that system and you can, um, you can do something that's unique and you can find your path and you can make your own way. And I think that's one thing that VR is helping with is um, allowing people to find a new way to express themselves and uh, allowing people a new way to meet up with each other. Like uh, I would honestly, I would consider like VR chat to be like the next evolution of the internet. Like, 
you know, because, you know, it went from just, you know, like telegrams to phones to then to, you know, PCs, you know, and going up to the internet where everyone started to get connected now and then into VR chat, which is like another level above the internet where you're interacting, but you're also seeing movement and you're, see, you're feeling a sense of presence with people and it's really just a huge deal. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of insane just to see it all happening and unfurl before your eyes. Uh, yeah. It, it really is. And yeah, and VR honestly is, is one of those things that I think, um, you know, people in the mainstream should speak or should have more conversations about because I think that is going to catch us off guard. The, I, the, when the day will come when the headset will be on par with human resolution with the mm-hmm. visual acuity of the yeah. human eye. Yep. And when that day comes, I, I keep saying that people, people are going to freak out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're going to put it on, they're going to take it off, they're going to put it on, take it off, put it on, take it off, and they're going to realize, holy shit, I can't tell the difference. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> right. and that's going to happen. That same realization is going to happen over and over and over again across you know, millions of people putting on and taking off that headset. Oh, uh, yeah. And you know, I, what, what, what sort of conversations and, and and new ideas is that going to open us up to you know it's anybody's guess but exactly, it's yeah. it's really it's really insane and you know i see vr chat as both a, a really a place for you know ultimate good and really uh, amazing experiences but it comes with it but it but it's also a mirror it's also a mirror of humanity mm, yeah i see yeah i ugliness agree in it in there too like i've been sure sure yeah i've been um I've been in situations where, for, for where there's like really, really racist people, and and right. like there will be like a, right, I, yeah. I this one situation where I was a, uh, I was Diddy Kong from Diddy Kong Racing, and I was dancing at the Void Club, and some dude came out of nowhere, started saying, "Hey, you monkey, you fucking monkey," and he said it. He was saying it in a really derogatory way, and and, right, and all I could right. do was dab on him. Right, I dabbed dab. on that hater, and you I just got to dab on the haters, and, man. <laughs> and I kept dabbing, and you know, and he kept he, he kept calling me names, and it just kept dabbing and dabbing, and then he just started <laughs> laughing, and then he left. He just couldn't hate on me anymore. He it was because he was just because I beat him with the power of humor, and yes, yeah. and, exactly. and, and and you know, and just being unfazed. But yeah. you know, whoever sure. in VR chat it runs into those sort of situations, oh yeah, you got three options: you can mute them. You can leave, or you can dab on the hater. Yeah, you got to dab on the haters. Like my, I would consider my theme song is "I'm Just Gonna Dab on the Haters" by Hot Dad. <laughs> it's this fucking hilarious song that um, I'll have to send you a link to if you haven't heard of it. It's so funny. But I think you know, um, it, that's the it, like you know, trying to diffuse situations with humor is one of the best options, I think, in my opinion. Because you never know, you might actually be able to make someone realize, oh yeah, I was being an asshole. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, you know, maybe I was just having a rough day or something. You know, so you never know. You never know how someone's feeling. That sort of thing. But um, I, I, the VR chat also recently added like a panic button where if you're in a situation you don't like, you just smack that button and you're you're gone. It 
forces you out. You know, um, it's like a it's a keyboard shortcut. I, it's in their release notes recently, um, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But like you know, they're they're starting to work on ways that allow people to get away from things really quickly if they have to. So they're they're definitely doing their best at giving people the options to be able to give themselves the experience they want to have. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's the other thing about VR chat and VR that makes it um, so much more interesting and different from real life is that here now you have the ability to curate to whatever degree that you want your experiences with other people, mm-hmm, uh, and, mm-hmm. and and you can't get that in real life. You don't choose. You you, you just sort of, you know, if I'm stuck with someone who's farting on the train, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm, You're stuck. Yeah. yeah. No. But in VR you got to breathe that in, man. Yeah. All those molecules <laughs> you know, right into my nostrils. Uh, right. But in VR chat, I have a choice. First of all, there's no smell-o-vision for VR, VR chat yet. Um, but but even then, I can I can just leave. I can I can you just, just leave. leave or, yeah. Or, or you know, eventually you'll be able to do things like mute the sound. You'll be like, nah, I'm done smelling that. So you just. Uh. Hit the hit the mute smell button, you know. <laughs> oh my god! The day we have smell in VR, that is going to be a weird day. That's gonna. Uh, that's all I can yeah. think about. It's gonna be weird because then because memory is tied. I'm gonna. To I'm smell. gonna find some way to use that when that comes out. Ah. Whenever that comes out, I'm gonna find some way to use that. That's gonna be so weird, like blueberries inside of a blue world or something oh i would love to be able to do something like that <laughs> dildos that smell like food there you go yeah. i don't know i can't oh, think it smells like a steak wow that's really weird <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah no um smell is gonna be weird because just thinking about like your memory is tied heavily to your to your smell, your sense of smell. Well, scent is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, know. I, you, you can recall. Like I think I have, like I can recall some of my earliest memories. Um, instead of thinking about them, I I think about the smell of what they used to smell. Be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I can get there. I can I can arrive there, and I think well, smell wakes up a lot of memories too. Like if you smell something that reminds you of something, you'll have you know fifty memories flood in at once just because you remember that sort of thing. Yeah, you never forget the smell of chlorine. You never forget the yeah. smell <laughs> of gas or gasoline. You know, you just don't forget Bleach. those smells. Bleach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're also like really good smells like bacon and grape and you know like <laughs> really really positive smells you yes, remember too the world is full of good as well it's all it's, yep. it's full of good um when you vr when you go in, into vr are you wearing clothes or do you go in vr naked i've never i don't think i've ever gone into vr naked but um yeah i mean no i, I tend to wear clothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't, I don't. I actually, I actually prefer to be in the nude in my VR. Because oh, if someone burglarizes my house, they're gonna find a naked man wearing a virtual reality headset. And <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What the fuck? I they're came into like, the wrong what house. What the fuck is going on? I better not mess with this guy. He's waving his arms in the air like like he just doesn't care. And exactly. I, I don't feel safe anymore. So I should go burglarize someone else. That's that. That's a great security system. Yeah. I think you know. You, you've changed my mind. Now I'm going to be naked every single time I'm in the headset. For safety. It's for your own safety, honestly. <laughs> for my own safety. Yeah, you know, it's, it makes me – I feel safer. I feel safer at home. 
<laughs> completely cut uh, off from the world, completely naked. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, do you have any other VR experiences that you really like? That you Um... So when I first put on the Rift, um, I really had a lot of fun with um, like uh, Robo Recall. Like that was a lot of fun. That game, mm-hmm. just you know, being able to shoot all the robots and being able to like hop into one of the giant mechs and like shoot out this massive beam cannon. Like excellent experience. Was so fun. And you know, I'm 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 looking forward to more creative experiences where, like, um, once like there there are 3D packages that are starting to come out for VR, like Medium or like you know, um, Quill and you know, like stuff like that that's starting to come out. Um, once I, I think we're gonna get to a point to where the tools in VR are going to be just as good as the tools on desktop. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting we're getting there. And you know, give it a couple more years, I see a future where a lot of people are just going to be creating inside VR where, you know, um you may have a desktop suite just because it's handy, but I think a lot of the creative aspects are already starting to show up in vr like you know tilt brush you know masterpiece vr gravity sketch you know all that sort of stuff once once like the real hit comes out the one that just ties it all together in this perfect unification of tools even if it's not super perfect but like the one that really just kind of drives it home like that's gonna that's gonna i think be revolutionary just for from a creative aspect because with vr you have so much control and I think as those tools improve, we're going to see more and more awesome things come from it. Yeah, I keep thinking. I keep saying. Uh, uh, I keep saying this, but I but I truly believe it. I I think the metaverse isn't going to build itself. It's it's going to take all of us to mm-hmm. you know add our little grain of sand. And and, and thankfully, there's people like you who are actually going through all, all all the work to actually put together worlds and environments and 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 yeah, it's all in events that people can go to it's awesome man i really really appreciate the work you're doing um thank you thank you yeah we're gonna start coming down to a close do you have any uh thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with um um i think just uh just love each other you know (laughs) spend a lot of time find people you enjoy being with um just remember that life is short and um Find people you love being around. I'll I'll leave you off with that. Awesome. Architect, how can people stay in touch and follow up with all the cool things you're doing? So people can follow me on Twitter at um, Worded Worlds. And uh, people can find me on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash thearchitectvr. Um, thank you for everyone who's considering just, you know, being even a part of my community. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, if you'd like, there's a link on my Patreon to Club Transcendia's Discord channel. We're all, we're, you know, basically a family. You know, we just hang out. We're a very, really supportive community. So, you know, if you want to hang out with people that like psychedelic things or just cool people in general, just, you know, join the Discord. You know, um, find me on VR Chat as The Architect. Um, you know, drop into Club Transcendia on Thursdays at, you know, 9 uh, PST for Psychedelia Express. 
where you know we go throughout all my worlds. Uh, you can come on Fridays at 9 PST for Club Transcendia Live, um, where we have live music occasionally. Um, I'm going to be starting my own podcast as well called Astral Ramblings here nice. soon. I'm I'm working on the um, the studio for that right now in VR Chat because it's going to be recorded and streamed live from VR Chat. Awesome. So. Um, yeah, look forward to that. I'll be announcing more about that. But yeah, I think um, I think that says it for me. Awesome. Um, all the links will be included in the show notes. Architect, I can't wait to have you back on the show again. I conclusively concluded that you, sir, are a scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I think I'd love time. to be on any time. Yes, we well, we got to do this again. It's gonna be it's good. It's been so much fun, and yeah, I can't wait for the next one. So. Dude, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You're welcome. You too.